Hey, everybody. Thank you all for tuning in to another episode on the Think It Through podcast, the podcast that states, there is no truth until you decide what truth is, and we're here to help you think it through. And today, um, I want to share with you guys an article that I read on former former Cleveland Councilman, Mr. Bashir Jones. He was a one-term councilman who... uh, represented Cleveland's Ward 7, a very historical neighborhood which was once home to Fannie Lewis. Um, If you guys don't know, she made her, uh, she was a fighter for Cleveland's Huff community and she really, really was a trailblazer. So to hear uh, this um, story surrounding Councilman Jones and his alleged um, misappropriation of community development block grant funding is unfortunate. We're going to unpack it and I'll give you my thoughts and how I feel. So sit back, kick back, and let's think it through. Hello, everybody. I wanted to pop in here quickly uh, to let you know what's going on in my backyard of Cleveland, Ohio. I woke up to news today that a former, a former Cleveland councilman has yet again been indicted by the FBI or is under, under investigation from the FBI for... Miss basically misappropriation of congressional uh, block grant funding. I find it very interesting that Mr. Bashir Jones is yet again the focus of such negativity. Now this man was a one-time sitting city council member got in in 2018 or 2017 and then he ran for mayor and lost last year so because he didn't recampaign for a seat he doesn't have one i have known of bashir since election night of 2008 when he was a keynote speaker for um the night's festivities in which the race was called between John McCain and former President uh, Obama for Mr. Obama. Very eloquent speaker. He had his own uh, mentorship program, which was BRICS. It was for male mentorship. I thought that was very uh, credible and whatnot. I just feel bad for him uh, because obviously the team that's around him, I don't claim to know him personally. I'm just reading the news and I'm saying that if I was him that would be kind of a, a hard situation to be in because he had uh, been recall or there had been calls for him to be recalled because of a mix up or people alleging that he didn't live in the ward the council ward in which he represented I think that 
Cleveland politics is very cutthroat. It is very much, you have to toe the line. And if you don't, you better hope and pray, hope and pray that don't nobody really know your business because Cleveland, both Republicans and Democrats, um, it's a small enough town that everybody knows each other. Once you start going to events and stuff like that, people recognize you and people know you. And once you've gotten to the highest of the high, which is working down in City Hall, people do take notice to you very quickly. And if you keep on having situations where you're running into um, the media in such a way, uh, all I can do is, you know, pray that Hopefully it's not true. I don't like to see none of my brothers, uh, my African-American brothers, um, go through things like this because you never want to see that. You never want you never want someone to accuse you of something, especially in politics. The number one no-no, the number one no-no is you don't never get yourself caught up in misappropriation of funds or somebody thinking that you're doing funny things with your money. And in this case... Um, it's not only him. When you when you understand politics as intricately as I have observed it, um, if you're talking about congressional block grant funding, that's not a one person thing. There has to be people uh, who, in the background, knew that this was going on, or somebody helped him. So if we're pointing the finger at Bashir, it's not just him. And I know that you shouldn't snitch, but in politics, some things is worth fighting for. And if I'm him and somebody is accusing me and now I'm under investigation and all of these things by the FBI, no, 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 no. Oh no, you're not gonna, you're not gonna drag me in the mud, you know, because uh, he's still young. He's like in his, I wanna say his thirties, late thirties, early forties. He's still a relatively young man, and he he's not stupid. This man has a master's degree in, I think, Muslim theology or something like that. But he's an educated brother. He's not stupid. So let me make that clear. Mr. Uh, former Councilman Jones, is he's nobody's fool. So I just hope that whatever they're investigating him for, I hope he comes out fighting because... That don't look good. This is the second Cleveland City Council person, with the first one being Councilman, former Councilman Ken Johnson, uh, that has been investigated for the same thing, uh, misappropriation of congressional block grant funding. Um, whereas Mr. Johnson was convicted of stealing money from his ward, which is the Cleveland's Buckeye Shaker neighborhood, with Buckeye being one of the poorest uh, communities in the city. It doesn't look good, and knowing how these people work here in Cleveland, when you are in, in political crosshairs, and they have the FBI come in, it's serious. It's not a joke. You can whisper about it. You can talk about it, but it's serious. 
And I'm just, I, 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 want, I always want to give people the benefit of the doubt. So that's what I'm saying. Like for Councilman Jones, you know, fight this. You know, if, if people, um, by him being young, and I'm saying young in the sense of, um, when he came into council, that's kind of young to get in there in your early 30s and whatnot. And you really um, haven't meshed with no, meshed well with anyone because you was a newcomer. You know what I'm saying? Like he, his, if you look at the people that's around him, um, it wasn't like he came in with this group or gang of people who was facilitating things for him. Um, to my observation, he played it straight and narrow. So for it, for this to come out, it's like, wow, somebody had to have shown him the ropes of getting, um, these, these block grant monies allegedly. And from the list that I saw, it was like 15 different organizations that are tied to him. And to me, that's saying something that is really really telling i want to read directly from the article that i pulled up um so we can look at it together and this is coming from cleveland's news channel five so let's go let's go let me a second let me pull it up and pull this up uh Okay. It says federal investigation with ties to Cleveland City Councilman Mr. Farsher Jones Wyans. Now, this is coming from yesterday, July 15th, from News Channel 5. All right. It says that Channel 5 investigators, um, have obtained a subpoena issued by the United States District Court for the Northern District of Ohio sent to Cleveland, to the Cleveland Law Department regarding a federal investigation into nonprofits, some of which are associated with former city councilman, Mr. Barshaw Jones. The document dated May 5th ordered the city to submit any and all physical and electronic records pertaining to the Famicos Foundation and Lexington Bell involving the dates of January 1st, 2018 to January 3rd, 2022. The subpoena states the city is to provide any documents and records pertaining to any community development block grant draw request made by either of the two listed entities. According to John Anefalo, an executive at the uh, Famicos Foundation, the FBI agent showed up at Famicos Foundation's office on Friday morning with the subpoena. The subpoena seeks documents on individuals associated with Famicos Foundation during Councilman Jones's terms um, as Ward 7 Councilman. 
uh, the Famicos uh, executive director said. The director said the foundation will cooperate fully over the course of the next couple of weeks to have the documents ready by the early August deadline. When asked if he believed the foundation had did anything wrong, the executive said, to the best of my knowledge, I don't think so. The law department was also tasked in the subpoena with providing payment invoices and other financial records associated with the following entities for the same time period. So, um, instead of reading all of them, I'm going to read the ones that stand out to me. The Raise the Bar Tutoring, Mecca East, Neighborhood Solutions, Imani Early Learning Academy, Empire Development and Consulting, Imani Wellness, Imani Mission, Imani Space. Royalty Real Estate Services, the Bashir Jones Foundation, Bashir Jones Unlimited, Abdul Malik, Wesley Carter, The Real Black Friday, Radio One, Linda Thomas Jones. And then they go on to give the subpoena uh, information. Those, those names that I listed, some of those names is like family names and, of course, his name. And all of these, like the ones that I stated, is tied to him. So that, that says something. Um, the subpoena, which was marked as do not disclose, was released to Channel 5 by the city, which issued the following statement. We strongly support law enforcement, the secrecy of grand jury proceedings, and the rights of uncharged suspects. We want to make sure that there is never interference with any criminal investigation. The grand jury subpoena specifically orders do not disclose the existence of this subpoena to the individual or any third party. The law department carefully considered its obligations to support and protect confidential law enforcement investigation as well as the public's interest in disclosure. The law department conducted legal research and conferred with the United States Attorney's Office for the Northern District of Ohio and the FBI. Following these conversations and expedited legal review, we are providing the requested document. The information requested in the subpoena has been provided to the FBI. Now, Cleveland City Council President Blaine Griffin told Channel 5 that he learned about the subpoena on Thursday evening. He says, quote, I am aware of an FBI grand jury subpoena sent to the city of Cleveland concerning agencies, organizations, and individuals who are associated with former member of city council, Mr. Bashir Jones. The request is primarily for community development block grant information that is handled by the administration. Council will, of course, provide any information or documents requested by the FBI, Griffin said in a statement. When News 5 spoke to Mr. Uh, Griffin, he added, 
quote, they said it was a council person and that the people described in the subpoena and in the document, it sounded like it was Councilman Jones. But I don't believe from what I understand and what has been reported to me so far that his name has not come up. But most of the institutions and activities they're looking for in the subpoena do look like they're trying to look, they're looking into activities around Ward 7. And he was the council person at that time. Griffin said he's known Jones since he was in high school. Listen, he says, quote, listen, none of us want to see anyone, you know, in a situation where they're in these kinds of situations. But it's important to the public that every time we deal with the public, that we hold all of our elected officials to a very high standard. Mr. Griffin said he has spoken to Jones and his family since learning of the subpoena last night. Just shared with him, he's in my prayers, he and his family. I hope everything works out, but once again, all of us elected officials have to be held to a higher standard. Channel 5 requested information from the FBI regarding the information. The agency issued the following statement. The FBI reviews allegations of violations of federal law or criminal conduct for their merit and when warranted conducts a further investigation. We are unable to comment further at this time. Um, they reached out to Jones for a comment, but he hasn't given one yet. So... Like I said, nobody like like the council president said nobody likes to see that um, for anyone. But if he was misappropriating community uh, block grant funds, uh, and they can prove it, he should he should get whatever's coming to him because that's not cool. Uh, I was talking to um, some people that I know. And it's, it's funny to me because when you ask yourself, when you ask yourself, well, why do my community look the way it does? And my community might be one of those communities where it's not Beverly Hills. Um, it is because you get something, your city council gets something called a, a, a congressional block grant and when it hits the city it's a community block uh, a community development block grant those are federal funds that hit the city and when you have your like your congressional person that represents you and they say hey I'm going to be bringing back resources to my community that's why you know they're elected that is what they're talking about family they're talking about the block grant funding that each representative in Congress gets to bring back home to their district and it is based upon the census tract. They give money on paper based upon equity. Whose communities are struggling the most is, is the communities that are gonna get the most money. Now Cleveland is the poorest big city of its size. Or uh, yeah, poorest city of its size. And currently, because of the latest census, which was delayed because of COVID, um, it shows that Cleveland is is no longer a big city. It is a smaller to mid-sized city because we lost about 200,000 people over the last 10 years. 
So that messed up the money that we sh- we should be getting. But even before that, um, our congresswoman really didn't. She there was opportunities for her to bring home more money, but she didn't. And that's just looking at the data that's provided. Cleveland gets about, I want to say each quarter, Cleveland gets about $19 million. That that $19 million in community block, community development block grant funding um, is supposed to, by law, it is supposed to go to the poorest communities in that city. Cleveland is a city with 17 wards and at least eight of them are blighted and struggling, okay? But the city of Cleveland turned around and said, well, no, we're not going to break up the money according to the way Congress has set it up, which is for the poorest communities. They Cleveland City Council turned around and said, well, let's break it up amongst all of us. And then they all voted on it. So now what they do is they get that $19 million and they split it equally amongst all, all 17 wards. To me, that's BS because not all 17 wards in Cleveland are struggling. There are some wards who are doing a whole heck of a lot better than a Buckeye Shaker, than a St. Clair, where Mr. Bashir used to represent. If you look at St. Clair, Superior, these are streets, y'all. St. Clair, Superior, Huff, uh, Parts of Carnegie, Buckeye Shaker, Union, Miles, Lee Harbor. These communities are blighted and they deserve most of that money. And most of the wards that are struggling, unfortunately, is on the eastern side of the city where a majority of the population is poor black people the fact that this 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 former councilman could be accused of taking money at such a high level like that um it really bothers me because when you ask yourself well why my community look the way it does it's probably because your councilman or councilwoman might might be doing things that they should not and if he had the wherewithal to create um, these different um, organizations to pull money from co- uh, community development block grant funding, which is a tedious process to someone who may not understand it. That's harmful. That is harming the community because the community is supposed to be benefiting from finances and resources in under underdeveloped or underperforming communities the poor stays poor in my opinion because we have people that may or may not take advantage of you and a lot of people don't understand how these parties function how do city government supposed to function in this case how do city government function with federal government that's why I created my own organization so that I could teach you these things and I could show you these things in real time. I want people to be able to take back their community at the local level. That's where the fight is at. 
I tell you guys that all the time and usually every episode. The fight, y'all, is not about who's on Capitol Hill per se. The fight is in your own backyard with people that you already know. It's not about the devil that you don't know. It's about the devil that you do know. The longer that we sit on the sidelines and we don't say nothing, your communities will look like Cleveland, where we have a heck of a, heck of a lot of corruption going on. Cleveland, in the last 40 years, we've had our fair share of troubles. And I say this to you all as a cautionary tale. Please... Go out in your community. See the organizations that are supposed to stand in the gap for you. Look at your CDCs, which is your community development corporations. They are supposed to be there to to bring about prosperity for your community and opportunities for your community. And they work in tandem with your local council person. Your council person understands how to utilize federal dollars. They understand how to do that. And when we don't show up for city council meetings, or you don't know who represents you, who your precinct committee person is, who your council person is, if you have a county council, who represent the local party, the county party, for who's the chairperson? For the Republican Party, the Libertarian Party, and the Democratic Party. Who are these people? Because these people are making decisions that are supposed to benefit you. And if they're not, that's because you're not paying attention. You're supposed to know these people so that when things like this or an FBI investigation happens, you can follow and understand the position that is being affected and you can understand the ramifications of what happened. To misappropriate that kind of money or be accused of such things and stuff like that, it should get called to the carpet and we should be able to pull the the rug back and see and, and scrutinize what's happened and councilman Blaine Griffin is absolutely right when you're in the public you are high, you are held to a higher standard so the city has no choice but to cooperate with the FBI because the FBI has been in Cleveland's business for the last six seven years going back to former mayor Jackson I don't like when Cleveland's in the uh, Cleveland government is in the news for all the wrong reasons because, like I said, Cleveland has had its fair share of corruption. And this is just yet another stain on the city, even though we, we have a new mayor and a new city council president. We have three or four brand new city council members who were elected by their peers. You know, so I, I, I just, I feel... I feel bad for Bashir if this is a lie. But if it is not a lie, he deserves whatever time he can get. And I, he's going to be treated differently than a Ken Johnson because Ken Johnson is like 70, 80 years old. 
Bashir has his whole life ahead of him. He is still relatively a young man. He's a very articulate and intelligent young man. But if he wasn't the only one that was doing anything uh, or in this circumstance, and I say this to Councilman Jones, fight. Prove to the people that you you are not the person that they're saying that's in that indictment, that, that's in that uh, situation that you're in. Expose the truth. And wherever the truth leads is where it's going to lead. And if it leads back to your doorstep that you were taking money, then you should be held accountable to the fullest extent of the law. And whatever time that they can give you, they should give you. And if it is very, and if it turns out that it's very excessive, then you, my brother, you don't deserve to hold no other uh, other public office. If in fact these allegations lead back to your doorstep, I support you. I respect you. I, I met your last year. I met you. Got your number. I met um, your your canvassing director your field organizer, very articulate young lady. Um, however, if this um, FBI investigation does lead back to you, you should definitely be held accountable to the fullest extent of the law. And we should be able to pull the rug back to scrutinize you and also be able to think it through and on that note i'm out of here y'all i wanted to come in here and share that with y'all it's unfortunate but hey we're gonna find out what happens one way or another talk to y'all soon